But Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG and Health. Sport is such a powerful tool at so many levels, but definitely at the community level. Align our work to PNG strategic frameworks and plans in the education sector. Dispola Partnership, Emmy Strongem Sindown, Namel Australia, now PNG. Whether you're a startup or an established business, having a good network and strong business relations is essential for further growth. The people-to-people -people and business links between Papua New Guineans and Australians are the fabric of the PNG Australia Partnership. Hello listeners and welcome to the October edition of AHC On Air. I'm Valerie Puipui. In this episode, we speak to some of the Indigenous Australian delegates who are here in PNG for the World Indigenous Business Forum to share their insight on building business ties between both countries. Also joining us in the program is the owner of Karana's Comfort Tours and winner of the PNG OS Partnership-sponsored Women in SME Award, Alice Alu, and Andrew Runaweri, the owner of Strategic Communications and founder of the PNG SME Awards, who talks to us about the 2023 PNG SME Awards and the importance of such events for local small to medium enterprises. Founded in 2019 by Sean Andrews and Adam Williams, Supply Oz is a 100% Indigenous-owned company that delivers a range of high-quality industry-leading products. Joining us is the co-founder and CEO, Sean Andrews. Sean, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us more about Supply Oz? Yeah, Jingiri Amanda, thank you for having me in to have this yarn today. Uh, Supply Oz is a 100% Indigenous-owned organisation. We've got two arms to our business. We uh, have an arm that's a procurement arm. We do a lot of procurement with um, big tier one companies in what's called a trading house model under social impact investment model as well. And then the other arm of our business is in Indigenous brands development in FMCG. Uh, and sort of in the middle of that, we own um, Indigenous uh, owned manufacturing facility in Queensland. We bought Aroma's coffee brand as part of that as well. We own an office national franchise as well, so we've got a large scope of procurement and FMCG products. What are some of the outcomes you hope to achieve from participating in the World Indigenous Business Forum? Yeah, we're looking really here just to make some more connections. My main focus, both individually and within the business and as an Australian Indigenous person, is to look at how we can improve and increase Indigenous to Indigenous business conversations and how we can sort of step out of um, traditional and, and typical Western models of business and into more Indigenous to Indigenous modes and improving that. So I've had a big focus in that area for a very long time. Um, Travelled a lot of uh, the world to meet with Indigenous people to talk business and trying to work out how we can um, do that better. Yeah, we've got some great relationships already here commercially with um, some uh, coffee growing uh, entities and coffee growing farmers here. So we are already importing um, around about two tonnes of PNG coffee every month. 
which we then roast out of Brisbane and, and it goes out uh, either exporting or back here or we use some of it too for some of our products. So I'm really excited to be here to meet those people in person to have those conversations so that we can expand. Also met some really incredible women at APEC last year who are developing more women focused businesses here around coffee growing and coffee exporting. I'll be catching up with them too to see how we can help them to grow their business in any way. What encouragement would you give to aspiring local SMEs and MSMEs in PNG? Yeah, my advice is that you just got to keep going. Like it's, um, to be an entrepreneur or even a small business, it's tough, it's hard work. But if you stay focused on what you're trying to achieve and you do a lot of listening and, and you really spend time, oh, it's, it's so complex, but if you really spend time focusing on what you want to achieve out of it, you'll, you'll get there. But just don't give up. Like our, our peoples across the world didn't fight as hard as they did for us to have these opportunities, for us just to give up when it gets a bit hard. And I think it's tough to have a small business, so you just gotta sort of stick with it as much as you can. That's, that's my advice. And that was Sean Andrews, co-founder and CEO of Supply Us. We go for a short break, and when we return, we speak to Shannon King-Martin Lynch, Managing Director of Talwali Coffee. The largest donor to the PNG health sector, Australia's support focuses on improving health security and maternal and child health outcomes and overall helps with PNG's national health plan. We are neighbours, we are partners in health and so many other areas. We have a long history of being there for each other in tough times and Australia will continue to stand with PNG. Welcome back. Talwali Coffee Roasters is a boutique coffee roasting company based in Melbourne and focuses on sustainable practices that promotes respect for indigenous cultures. Shannon King Martin Lynch runs Talwali Coffee Roasters and is here with us today. Shannon, great to have you on the program. Yeah, no worries. Um, so my name is Dr. Shannon Kumartin Lynch. I'm a Yolong Ilambalik and Nadarok Balik man and part of the Tangaroa people in Northeast Victoria. Um, and I am the co-founder of Tawali Coffee Roasters. What are some of the outcomes you hope to achieve from participating in the World Indigenous Business Forum? I suppose some of the major outcomes would be definitely um, Indigenous business to business relations. Um, networking, basically building relations with other sort of First Nations businesses, both here in um, Papua New Guinea and, you know, on a global scale from um, First Nations people that are attending. Why do you think events like this forum is important for local businesses? I think it's very important um, for the economic development of Indigenous businesses when you're looking at things in the grant, like in a whole grand scheme of things. Um, you know, historically Indigenous businesses haven't been heavily advertised. Um, they're very hard to sort of track down, especially when you have competition in direct areas with you know, large scale corporations, for example, in the coffee roasting industry, you know, we have direct competition with non-Indigenous businesses that um, really stand above, you know, they've been going for 20, 30, 40 years, they have huge funding sources and things like that. So I think it's very important 
as an indigenous business to attend things like this, just to get the opportunity to meet other people um, in their platforms, what they're doing, people in similar roles, in similar businesses, how they are sort of facing their challenges. And, you know, just one of those, and then, you know, get a bit of guidance as well on the side, just to really bounce ideas off each other. I think that sort of really helps boost, especially economic development and indigenous to indigenous relationships. One, building a good network of people. Um, and you know, just because someone might be in the same area that you're doing, it doesn't mean you have to see them as competition. Um, having other indigenous businesses to sort of lean on to for support, moral support, um, is one, fabulous. And it also helps you sort of step out into that world as well. And then I would say just sort of like, you know, take a risk, ask people, you know, just reach out to them, ask people, um, you know, ask for a mentor, ask for guidance. Uh, reach out to someone that is doing well in that area and definitely like a lot of people are willing to help and you know they don't directly see you as competition but they'd rather see indigenous businesses grow as a whole than be fighting over the same sort of comparative issues and so i think it's very important to build those relationships from business to business and whether they are in the same field of work that you want to get into or the same business or whether they just you know have business experience themselves um be very important and you know they give a lot of guidance and yeah, so I'd say that's one of the probably best pieces of advice. Thank you, Shannon. AHC on Air also had the opportunity to speak to the Associate Deputy Secretary of the Aboriginal Economic Development Victorian Government, Hans Bokeland. Hans has been working in the non-profit organisation management industry for many years and his professional focus is on legal writing, management, corporate governance, leadership, negotiation, and mediation. Hans has an MBA from the University of South Australia. Hans, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us more about the work that you do? No, you're good. Here, me, Maru Mara. My name's Hans. I'm the Associate Depth Sec within the, the Department of um, Jobs, Skills, Industry, and Regions in the, in the State Government of Victoria. And in that particular um, um, department, well, I mean, the AED group, so Aboriginal Economic Development. And one of the things with, with myself, I have connections personally, I have connections down the down through Queensland. We have, I'm on a native title determination from Rockhampton, then going right down into Brisbane, Turbul, um, connection down Gunai Kurnai, and then also I'm adopted into the Western Desert um, in Western Australia. So with regards, that's me basically, but here on the basis of trying to um, open up opportunities for Aboriginal economic um, prosperity, hence why we brought three Aboriginal businesses from Victoria up here to Papua New Guinea for the forum. What are some of the outcomes you hope to achieve from participating in the World Indigenous Business Forum? What Shannon mentioned before about relationships, and here in Australia in particular, Aboriginal people were being excluded from the market historically because of colonisation. Now there's a big shift, particularly in Victoria, with the push towards treaty. So there's a lot of goodwill, and how do we leverage that goodwill going forward? And I think now there's businesses like like Shannon and, and Shane and um, Troy who are ready for export, and they wanted to build that relationship, build that capacity, and scale um, not just locally in Victoria but internationally. And this is an excellent um, stepping stone to the international market, but particularly with um, other First Nations businesses worldwide. So excited about that. Why do you think events like this forum is important for local businesses? 
This is very important. You talk about collaboration, but on an international scale, we have certain international um, organizations, entities, you know, with the World Trade Organization. You know, we've got the G8, you've got all these different summits, you know, dealing with different things. And I think for the first time, having an in- Indigenous First Nations perspective on commerce and how do we um, you know, culturalize commerce from an Indigenous perspective? Because one thing about it, um, Indigenous business is all about sustainability. How do we give back to the community? So uh, the ethos is different and how we can come together, recognize that we're not alone in this journey. Because again, a lot of um, countries, communities, because of disadvantage historically, and now there's an opportunity to collaborate. We're not alone, and there's strength in numbers, and how we can do that. And this, the relationship, and as you mentioned before, collaboration and networking, is there possibilities in the supply chain where you might have a small business, small SME, they might just go on one part of the supply chain. We have another one, you know, how we can add value to that, and then build that, um, the opportunity, we can then build scope in, in the supply chain, but not just locally, because again, everything that we do, Aboriginal business, we always reinvest back into the community, but then also how we can do that collaboratively internationally. And I think there's a big movement now for First Nations to, you know, to, to move ahead, so I'm excited about that. This is our first foray into um, Papua New Guinea through, through this forum, and I'm so just excited about that. We have, for the first time earlier this year, I took a delegation of nine Victorian Aboriginal businesses to New Zealand. So the opportunity to build a, a relationship with um, First Nations people there. So in New Zealand, they have the, the expression for tribe is iwi. And we kind of just change that indigenous with indigenous. And so we want to do the same thing with Papua New Guinea, but also the whole Pacific Rim. If we can be collaboration in the Pacific Rim and the opportunities to co-op together and then you know, take over um, in the different markets, be it the US in, um, in through Europe, you know, the world's, our oyster really but we've got to, again collaboration coming together and in strength in numbers and that was hans bokland associate deputy secretary of the aboriginal economic development victorian government we now go for a short break and when we return we speak to the owner of karana's comfort tours alice alu Rugby League is a huge part of building that relationship between Australia and Papua New Guinea. There's a powerful message that comes, especially into the um, Prime Minister's game. When the Australians travel into Papua New Guinea, you just see how much uh, excitement is in the people's eyes. The NRL and Rugby League in general, you know, when kids come over here to play for a Rugby League side, it's not just their family that supports the team in the competition, it's the whole community of Papua New Guinea. This is AHC On Air's October edition on Indigenous Businesses. Thanks for staying with us. We have with us now Andrew Runaweri, the owner of Strategic Communications and founder of the PNG SME Awards, who tells us more about the 2023 PNG SME Awards and the importance of such events for local small to medium enterprises. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us? about the inspiration behind the PNG SME Awards? Right, um, my name is Andrew um, Runaweri. Um, together with my uh, first female co-founder, we started Strategic Communications in 2014. Um, and the whole idea 
as marketing people because that's our background uh, prior to starting this business um, was just to write stories for small businesses. Um, that's 2014, we didn't see the awards in today, back then. Uh, so over the years as we're writing more stories and publishing what we could through print and online social, um, we did not realize that we were building a database of um, small business content, local uh, businesses uh, in the country, in, be it informal, micro, small and medium. Um, and so the magazine being the core business um, evolved, a value add-on to the magazine came in 2019 when we um, observed for the first time the International Day for Micro, Small to Medium Businesses in the country, that's annually on June 27. Um, and we did that by staging the um, breakfast with the Prime Minister. Now that event has gone five years on now. Uh, it's very important because um, small businesses get a chance to have dialogue with, with government at the highest level uh, to try to address uh, pressing points in doing business for small businesses. That's 2019 uh, and lo and behold COVID struck. Uh, and we had plans for the awards. We had great plans for the awards, uh, but COVID only allowed us to uh, have just 100 guests in a room as per requirements back then. Uh, and we started with 10 categories. Uh, the whole idea about the, the awards is um, to recognize uh, innovati innovation and, and hard work and some of the impact that small businesses uh, engage with in their communities um, and we believe that recognizing and rewarding hard work and and the good things that people do inspires them to continue to do more inspires others to see what they've done to try to emulate and follow um, and so in 2020 during very difficult circumstances um, we were blessed to have the presence of uh, uh, His Excellency uh, John Philp uh, graced the event. Uh, he was the only diplomat uh, then um, and continued to do so four years later. Um, but that, I guess, was a, a turning point for the awards. Uh, uh, the presence of PNG Australia Partnership attracted uh, more stakeholders to come and say, hey, look, what are you guys doing? Looks great. Can we get involved? How do we be part of what you're doing? Um, and 2023 now, over the last four years, um, we have dispersed, and, and I say dispersed by way of um, financial support, support in kind, uh, come our way as the organizer and uh, given out to recipients after the judging process and all of that, up to 1.2 million kina uh, in support to uh, the good number of small businesses that have come, that have been nominated uh, by their families and friends. How has Australia's support to the SME Awards contributed to the development of individual MSMEs who have won the award so far? Well, it's been a plus. Um, uh, as you know, there are about nine to 10 uh, pressing points or challenges that small businesses try to overcome in doing what they want to do every day. 
uh, as telecommunications, as linkages, as access to markets. Um, one critical area that um, uh, uh, Pinjo Australia Partnership support has come over the last, I'll say maybe between 2020 and 2021, because we uh, we didn't do much in uh, in 22, but really um, assisting these small businesses to re-look at their products because um, Pinjo Australia Partnership sponsored the um, uh, small scale, small scale, pardon me, small scale industries category, cottage industries, where you had um, a local mama in Medang, Kumul Organics uh, made virgin coconut oil, Million Bay Organics, and uh, the support not only in cash and kind, but also opened doors for Pharma Plus to go in and revisit their product, revisit their quality content, revisit their branding uh, and the entirety of their product to, you know, make it more acceptable to the market. Um, small businesses have great ideas. Uh, they all don't have uh, m and &E research uh, in the back of their home office somewhere there. Uh, and so the support has been, um, apart from 5,000 kina to assist with cash flow during COVID, um, the, the add-on value there on after uh, through technical support was, was just mind-lasting. What kind of support do you envision for the growth or development of PNG MSMEs given the number of years your organization has run these awards? 98% of what we do uh, is, is support that we, we, we get from uh, the private sector and development partners. Uh, there's so much we could do. Um, the awards is better when there is more emphasis and awareness around it. I, I guess over two quarters or six months prior to nominations. Uh, and we had great, a lot of nominations come in this year. We had small businesses that were uh, eliminated quickly because they could not produce a video two-minute TikTok or a two-minute, and that, that's already is a gap in knowledge with, uh, you know, soft skills in terms of understanding smart gadgets and applications. Um, yeah, there was, we, we hope that we could get more support going in uh, to the 2024 awards in terms of educating our small business owners on uh, what our criteria are and what we're looking at in terms of growth and reach. Uh, and how to produce a video and, and those little things because so many good businesses uh, surprisingly were just left on the byway um, because they just didn't have that and uh, it was a pity but we know that they will come, you know, the entrepreneurs, they'll come firing next year um, and that's domestically. The good news is we have our sites on the Pacific uh, and so we were hoping, we really wanted to launched the nominations this year, but uh, looking at uh, the WIF that's going on right now and a whole heap of other things that's happening, uh, we've moved this to 24, quarter one. Um, so we believe that the PNG market has taught us more than enough to understand, to include the smaller Pacific Island nations. And so we've had some discussions already with the uh, United Nations uh, in Fiji. Uh, to include uh, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands and other smaller nations. Uh, not 21 categories like PNG, 
I'm saying 10 for now, uh, predominantly in tourism and e-commerce and the blue and green economy space kind of things. Uh, and we hope to get uh, mobilize more support uh, and get the ball rolling in quarter one, 2024. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing those insights into the PNG SME space. And we wish you all the best in the work you do to help develop indigenous SMEs in the country. Karana's Comfort Tours is a locally owned Papua New Guinean business owned by Alice Alu and operates out of New Island province. My colleague Amanda caught up with Alice and has this interview. All right, thank you for joining us, Alice. Could you give, you know, introduce yourself and give a brief overview of the Karana's Comfort Tours, your business? All right, my name is Alice Alu. I am 29 years old and I hail from Eastern Britain province and Southern Islands province in Papua New Guinea and I am born and raised in New Island. So um, my business is um, Karanas Comfort Tours which is a local uh, tour operator in KVN, New Island province. So we run um, adventure tours, cultural tours as well as uh, we arrange accommodations and provide um, transfers and hire cars for uh, visitors and people who wish to um, visit New Island province. And uh, our business, we've been in operation full swing post-COVID, that's over a year ago. Um, how we started was from the taking on the Australia Awards Scholarship, short course, entrepreneurship and venture creation. Uh, thanks to Australia Award for that. So uh, the idea that started was for, um, uh, we were given a project during the course of the, the scholarship to do up a new venture, which Karina's Comfort came into life and I wrote about it through a business plan and we built a model that's now a yeah, working model. So. Yeah, so we've been in full swing for over a year. Great. Um, how did you learn about the PNG SME Awards and how or who nominated you for the SES Award? Actually, um, how I found out about the PNG SME Awards, mm -hmm. I knew about the SME Awards because it's an annual event and it's been going on for now four years. So. Back few years ago, they used to have this physical, I um, mean, the manual um, application, I think, where they print forms and then, but yeah, this year I think they started digitizing it and putting it up on uh, like uh, digital votes. So I saw it on their page on Facebook actually, and then yeah. So I actually don't know who, there's like a lot of people that went online and thank you to them. They went online and voted for us. Uh, we had from the organizing team from PNG SME magazine that we got votes from all over, say, as far as US and Europe and most from Australia. But most of the, probably 70% of the vote came in from New Island. So we're the highest, uh, we got a, the SME that got a lot of votes this year. Alice, what advice would you give to aspiring women and youth entrepreneurs who would like to start up their business? Okay, um, 
from my experience i would say that um if you want to start up a business you have to it's always have to have guidelines because if you don't ever if you don't ever plan where you want to go a short term either it be short term or long term a plan for this case a business plan acts as a roadmap and that's what what i got out from shell awards the scholarship we learn to build business plans so you work accordingly and then you build a model around your stakeholders and the community that you are gonna work with right the business community your network and it sort of helps you so it's very important that you know where you want to go who will be involved in your business directly or indirectly that is most important like in you can't just start something and think like it's a no and with a better plan like you put in the work dedication start with the small things like being on time and <laughs> being on time <laughs> and um, it's uh, sometimes we think of very big things but it all boils down to the very small things that we overlook most times like your presentation your behavior um, willing to accept critics willing to adapt to change and yeah don't let ex uh, external factors affect you or where you want to go like that yeah and uh, another thing is most importantly work on your brand okay. once you work on your brand and your brand will start selling itself and that when we say brand is you build a, a value proposition of your business like when people say your business name they know what quality your business can offer you know so you have to work around building your brand so it will help you put your product out there like that so that's the only thing like i can say you 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 work on yourself and your your brand first that's what i think i did with the idea and it <laughs> i mean like we have a lot of followers on social media whatever and people want to go and see new island this so or they want to book with karnas and photo these people offer this so it's the brand so you work on your brand first and your brand will take you it will sell itself yeah amazing um finally alice what more can be done to further promote the growth or development of mkinji smes or msmes going forward what more um see that um i would say that most businesses in like most msme need uh, startup capital that's the the finance lack of financial assi assistance is the is the big setback for most SMEs like if you i mean this government providing aid avenues i mean loan loans right in yeah. uh, banking institutions or like that but if you if you approach them they will tell you to give you tons of you know record information or like that 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 sort of like holds back or creates a setback for more most uh, MSMEs 
because they don't have the proper record. Most of them are informal businesses. Only a few, they, they decide to register themselves and have a, a tin and a, a bank account to start with, yes. So yeah, I think I'd say that it's the financial setback that most MSMEs are facing right now. Well, thank you, Alice, for your time and thank you for joining us on this edition of AHC on Air. Thank you. And that was Alice Alu, the founder of Karana's Comfort Tours, concluding this month's edition of AHC on Air. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. You can also listen to our AHC On Air episodes on Spotify. Just search for AHC On Air. Until next time, I'm your host, Valerie Puipui, and thanks for joining us. Australia is here, we'll stay here. We're committed to being with Papua New Guinea at this time and into the future. Through the PNG Australia Partnership, we have a long collaboration with the Government of PNG and Health. Sport is such a powerful tool at so many levels, but definitely at the community level. Align our work to PNG's strategic frameworks and plans in the education sector. Dispala Partnership, Emmy Strong, Sindown, Australia, and PNG.